Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 39 of the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross. I'm Joshua Unruh. And I'm Devin Green. And this week we are talking with David Broyles of Dr. Pants. We actually have a doctor in the house. Yes, we do. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> David, tell us. Well, welcome, first off, to our podcast. Thank, Thank you, you for coming. Thank you for having me. I was reading on your website, and I think it was described your music as nerd power groove rock. Mm-hmm. And first off, that sounds awesome. And that's a pretty good pitch. Yeah, yeah. Well, what exactly does that mean? Uh, it means that, um, it well, it means uh, uh, well, nerd is first. I don't know if nerd really should be first when I think about it because it's maybe not not all nerdy topics, etc. You also rock pretty hard. Yeah, so, and rock is last, so maybe I know. So maybe Rock so power groove in that nerd. Order. No, yeah. Um, it's ma- like marketing Mad Libs. Right. <laughs> rock groove nerd. <laughs> yeah. Millennial. Rock nerd groove. Um, well, the first thing was, I did think, did you just pull names out of, pull words out of, right. descriptive words out of No, it, it was actually pretty um, deliberate. I, I wanted to talk about how it's nerdy sometimes. It's, has sort of like a power poppy influence, but it definitely has sort of a groovy, funky thing to it too. And, you know, and it's, I mean, rock is the, you know, the big umbrella term for all the music made with electric guitars or whatever. (laughs) So it's also not the most hodgepodge description that I've ever heard. There's a band I really like who describes themselves as country acid house music. Mm. So, you know, it yeah. can it can it can get more complex. Right. <laughs> well, so what what inspires you when you when you go out when you write when you're writing music for for Dr. Fans? Um, well, any number of things. I really just song ideas kind of come from everywhere. I mean, I have everything from a f- fictional story in song uh to um I, you know we did write a couple of songs deliberately about Doctor Who a couple of years ago um but to you know relationships and things about <clears throat> friendships and marriage things about spirituality politics um uh I'm hitting things um <laughs> yeah real I mean just really anywhere I think that the older I get, the more likely I am to draw from all kinds of different places. Like, I mean, if you go back to like really, really early music of mine, it's just like all like, oh, girl broke my heart. Oh, look, girl broke my heart again. Oh, no, girl broke my heart a third time. Um, but, you know, that I think by the time I was in my early 20s, I realized like there's we've got to we've got to start broadening the <laughs> you, you the palette a little bit you rock did, music did. does have a lot of uh <clears throat> girl broke my heart yeah, yeah. and so yeah. Yeah. but i mean i think that in some ways that's the beautiful thing about getting older and about the fact that i've been doing this so long is that it's i i, I see more and more and more possibility in terms of what i make music about as opposed to running out of ideas or less you know whatever mining the same well yes like the black keys yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, Girl Broke My Heart is the entire theme of the right. Black Keys career. And then someone actually broke his heart and the album isn't that good. Like, which is just weird. Oh, imagine. the irony. I know. Um, you did write a song about a misheard song lyric. That's pretty meta. Suddenly, I'm not sure what I'm sorry, song you're talking about. Qualifier. David and I go far, 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 far back. Oh, I did. Yeah, that's, and yeah, you're talking way, way, way back. One of our dear friends misunderstood a Nirvana lyric. He's easy the to one. do. Yeah. He's the one. She heard Zeke the worm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this that's is, fantastic. This is a dear friend of ours who is yeah. el- like elaborately good at mishearing lyrics. Yeah, but to their betterment. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, yeah. she. this is like her superpower. Yeah. And Zeke the worm was born. Yeah. And there's an entire song so there with is, a narrative yeah. about Zeke the worm. Yeah, it's very, very old and doesn't that's really so get awesome. performed anymore. But yeah. I know. <laughs> but it's the one of my favorites. Uh-huh. So... De- you weren't, you Devin, weren't always mining the same girl broke my heart. No, that's well. true. Just saying. Devin had to establish herself uh, with her Dr. Pants hipster cred. Right yeah, there. totally like, did. Yeah. Zeke the worm. Porch deep. concerts it's and a, duets of the song Superman. That's right. It's that's a small, deep cut. It's a small club, the people who go back that far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what kind of places do you perform now? Well, it's interesting. The we haven't done the Dr. Pants as a unit or as a whatever has not done a lot of performing in the last couple years. 
um, towards the end of 2013, well, at the beginning of 2013, we had gotten to the end of a really, really long project where basically I had released a double album's worth of material over the course of a couple of years, sort of in little installments. And um, in that moment, I kind of, I didn't really realize how exhausted I was by that whole process. But then, so then kind of kept moving, kept doing shows, uh, did the two song Doctor Who inspired single at the end of 2013. And then sometime not too long after that, after we sort of released that and did a show about it or whatever, and I was just like, I am tired. And, you know, and, <laughs> excuse me. And so I kind of took a step back. I'm like, you know, I don't, you know, I'm I'm in charge. The good news is, you know, <laughs> that come to find out, <laughs> right? You know, that Doctor Pants really is my thing, and I can really do whatever I want. And um, and I was like, I just need to, I just need to take a break. You know, there was, and then soon after that, uh, the guy who had been playing drums with us moved away anyway, and it's kind of like, okay, well, we need to regroup. And um, Somebody, we played two shows in 2014, both of which the people came to us and asked us, you know, which that, that was a, um, that's a different thing. Like when you, people come to you and say, please come do your thing for us because we love it. It's like, it's hard to turn those things down. Right. But I was not looking to do any, like pursuing anything. And then all the way through, we didn't, I didn't do anything up through 2015. Um, and uh, well until like halloween weekend and that was like our first sort of re sort of revamped lineup acoustic kind of show we played at full circle bookstore um when we did we were doing a lot of electric stuff we did a lot of shows at bzds we did um shows you know the the, the other thing part of okay see now all the things getting mixed up <laughs> in my brain um it's been a long been a long couple of days. Okay, so um, moving, uh, going backwards a little bit. When we were doing, when we had full band electric Dr. Pants thing that we were doing, we were doing a lot of EZD shows, a lot of shows at places where it was 21 to enter and showtime was 10 p.m. or later and things like this. And we're actually sort of a band that really all ages of people really enjoy and not, you know, not just kids who are too young to get in, but uh, adults who would like to enjoy some entertainment that starts earlier than 11 at night or whatever. And so that's, that's past my bedtime. Right. right. Yeah. And so, um, so that was always a frustration. And as I sort of came out of my, uh, Heidi hole <laughs> like six or eight months ago, I part of what I really, really wanted to do was sort of cultivate, you know, whatever Dr. Pants ended up doing, I wanted it to be something that more people could enjoy and right. or have the chance to come out and enjoy in person and not just be like, well, at least I got my MP3s or whatever, you know. <laughs> and so um, so that's that's kind of the the impetus behind me sort of sort of revamping it into this acoustic thing is like, well, acoustic shows tend to start earlier and they tend to happen in <laughs> venues that everybody can come to and this and that, whatever. And and plus, I'm old and I don't know that I like it as loud all the time anymore. And um, and which is all sort of very ironic in that, like the the next thing we're doing, the thing that's happening this week is a full band electric show. But <laughs> um, but that's sort of another, but, but again, it's a thing where um, ACM, where I teach, they are starting this faculty concert series and they said, hey, we'd like you to do one. And, you know, all the students have been, you know, for the past however many years or two years have been like, yeah, we watch your stuff on YouTube and we love your songs and blah, blah, blah. And like, <laughs> and they're, and it seems like it should be, I should give them a chance to get to hear it the way the, you know, the way that they know it from the internet, at least for the moment. Right. And then, and then be like, and now we're transitioning into this thing. So but you got to do the electric show every now and then. So <laughs> yeah. That, so that you can keep building the other ones as like Dr. Pants unpants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Unzipped. <laughs> um yeah well and i think i think what i one thing i said um i was talking to evan jarvix uh he interviewed me for 
for another piece that's happening sometime soon. And he, um, I said, you know, what I, one thing I did say, I think I said it even back in my blog entry when I first sort of announced that we were like, that things were changing up. I said, you know, if a show comes up that I feel like the full electric Dr. Pants really, really needs to play, then the electric Dr. Pants will appear to play it, you know, and um, in some form or other, if, you know, I have to, you know, hire some, you know, because that, that's the other thing is like you, it depends on, you know, it's like what musicians are you keeping around? Who's counting on who, who feels like they're officially part of what you're doing and who's just somebody that's like pants adjacent. Right. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, and that, you know, that those people have, uh, there's, there are, the drummer at the show this coming Wednesday, this is his first full electric show. He played the acoustic show we did in October. And then the bass player is brand new. And then it's me and Kenneth Murray, who's been playing guitar with me for, gosh, thir- 13 or 14 years now. And that's um, Wednesday the 30th, Yes, right? at, at ACM at UCO in yes. town. Yes, at the Performance Lab, which is the – actual sort of like venue room that's over on Sheridan. Um, it was the uh, Bricktown version of the Green Door a long, yes. long time ago. And long now. She sail. And what time is that? Uh, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Yeah. So, uh, Reasonable hour. That's right. And it is all ages. So <laughs> it, it, it met my space. conditions. It is a good space. It's a fun room. It's a yeah. good size room. It, mm-hmm. It's a good room to play a rock show in. So mm-hmm. I'm sure we played in it one other time as part of like a multi-band bill thing that they did for like a back to school show a few years ago. But nice. yeah. So, so what do you do at ACM <clears throat> for our listeners? I teach uh, music fundamentals, which is like music theory. I teach oral skills, which is also called ear training. Oral, not oral. <laughs> um, I bet there's a lot of entertaining mishearing yeah. at cocktail parties. Right, yeah. That usually, Many times I just say ear training and I don't even say <laughs> the right. other. Don't even go there, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I teach songwriting as well, which is probably the most fun part. And how long have you been doing that? Well, I've been at ACM since the fall of 2011. This sort of course load... I think that like I've only been I've been teaching these classes specifically for I guess probably after well at the next fall it'll be three years. Awesome. So. Awesome. Have you noticed that uh, you talk a lot of you do a lot of like nerd culture type music? Have you noticed that it, it's really increasing the the visibility of the nerd culture in especially in Oklahoma? That my music is increasing, or just visibility just of nerd culture increasing? In, in yeah, I'd say it is. Uh, you know, the <clears throat> a couple of years ago, when I sort of, I kind of had this moment where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, we're doing this stuff, and I really love this stuff, and I, I'm not really tapped in. I feel like I'm not really connected at all. And I started to sort of poke around, and <clears throat> went, uh, like, went to SoonerCon and mm-hmm. did some, you know, and starts to meet people and things like this, and. And I feel like I'm a little bit tapped in now, but it still is sort of interesting to me how um, it's a little bit, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of like, I feel like there are still sort of factions, and I don't know that they're even necessarily intentional. I just feel like there are like pockets of people here and there who are like really into this, really do it, and then like, but then those people don't necessarily know each other all the time. And and it's, you know, it's interesting to me. And as as someone who has always enjoyed sort of, you know, bringing people together in large groups you know it's intriguing to me i'm like hmm you know start the brain starts to go i'm like what, what can we do what can we do to really bring people together mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah i think visibility is increasing for sure um and uh it's a good thing um well especially in, in pop culture with things like the movies the television shows yes that is true focusing a lot more on them right and and i think that overall yeah, I think it's probably increasing people's awareness that, you know, nerd culture is a thing, um, but that also uh, you're getting more sort of engagement, I think, sort of in some of these worlds and these, uh, you know, pieces of pop culture mm-hmm. from from people who maybe aren't ne- don't necessarily think of themselves as part of, quote unquote, nerd culture or whatever, but still but they're like, boy, that sure loved that captain america movie or whatever it is (laughs) you know and it's true but yeah but then you know and then but i think that and i i get really sort of 
quasi philosophical about it really quickly, but you know, I saw like the, there's a, uh, some sort of internet meme graphic thing that I saw the other day that somebody posted and it's like, um, <clears throat> at the top it says, you know, are you a geek or are you a nerd or whatever? And you know, it's got all these six or seven different people speaking about their, uh, oh no, it's, are you a fan? And speaking about their uh, different levels of engagement with Batman or whatever. And one of them's like, you know, I have all the toys. I've seen this, all the blah, blah, blah. And it's like, are you a fan? Yes. It's like, I really like a couple of these movies. Are you a fan? Yes. And, you know, and then like, it's all yes, yes. for all the different levels of engagement. And then at the bottom right, it's like, hey, I don't really care for Batman. It just says no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. And so... No. Um, and so I, you know, I mean, I don't understand that at all right. as a concept, <laughs> right? As a, but I get it. as a I position yeah. one would take. Yeah. What? No. And right. I do. I you know, and and you're right. If I think the idea is that if you enjoy it even a little bit, you're you're a fan right. of it. It's yeah. it's and 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 it's easy to have knowledge of those things. Whereas Super before, easy. before mm-hmm. it was like a secret club. Right. Where you had to have you know. Oh, trust me, as a Doctor a, Who fan, man, that was it was a secret club. Yeah. Totally, yeah. I mean, I no one knew it how was I was the secret about. OETA cool parents. Right. Well, club. yeah, and growing, I mean, growing up, I think I had one. <laughs> initially, I had one other friend who who enjoyed Doctor Who, and then we managed to sort of like draft a third friend yes. into it, and then you know, so then we had three people, you know, and then it never really expanded beyond that, no. and then by the time, and then twenty years passed, right? right. Yeah, and then and then it. Again. All of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, and then everyone and was a worldwide yeah. phenomenon. Yeah, and right. People everywhere mm-hmm. just, it, it's amazing. Um, and I feel, and when you see people who are, you know, wearing the bow ties or the fezes or the, and oh. they're like 15 years old. <laughs> yeah. Or younger. Or younger. Totally. And then the, the nods in other pop culture. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes. I'm trying to think of what I Criminal saw minds. just the other day. Okay. I don't watch that. Yeah. But it was something similar. And I was like, that is. Like, oh yes, oh the fact that you see it was these Sean things, in, yeah, you know, yeah. and it was Sean Pertwee and Capaldi in a photo shoot, yeah. and one was wearing a fez and one was wearing a tie, and it was, I mean, it was just this whole meta because Sean Pertwee's in Gotham, blah, right? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so, and he's know. the son of John Pertwee, who was yeah. the third doctor, right? And right. he said he will never, ever, ever, ever appear on Doctor Who. Um, just, he he did appear in of, he he actually a hard position. That's he's a hard got line weird position. choices. Right. Pro Gotham, anti Doctor Who. Right. <laughs> Weird, no, weird I, call, fella. I, I actually, I he was, cool. he was in a in a thing that they they did called the Five Ish Doctors, yes, uh, which was a it was an internet thing with Peter, no, Peter Davison, yeah. and mm-hmm. Colin Baker and uh, and Sylvester, Sylvester McCoy, McCoy, and they were trying to get on to the twentieth anniversary, and they cut to Pertwee sitting in a lawn chair with. Someone at one of the other, uh, like an offshoot Doctor Who type person, like a child or something like that. And they were just, so what are you doing this year? Oh, nothing much. I'm just, you know, I've been called up by the BBC. And then, then it, that's, that's the scene. And they move on. Nice. It's like, I think it's kind of a nod to the fact that he would never be in Doctor Who. Totally. So. Right. He'll bump up against it, like as hard as he can. Mm-hmm. But he refuses to try to, to, to follow. Which I understand. Steps, he grew up with that. Great. Yeah. I mean, he, he took a completely different direction. Yeah. And he's Alfred. So there's that. Yes, and does a wonderful Alfred. Oh, he's our, so good. Yeah, I think he's a great Earth Earth One style Alfred. Mm-hmm. That style of being kind of a former Marine rather than a former actor. That's yeah, we basically were, always Alfred. We well, were, but I mean, the Earth One really pushed it. Earth One uh, graphic novel. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, the Earth One graphic novel. I'm aware of its existence. Yeah. Well, that in that one, he's, he's, I don't. I don't approve. <laughs> Oh, I wish everyone Nikki could see Josh's <laughs> disapproval phase. Right. <laughs> it's it's a, neutral. Oh, it's I'm very aware. neutral. I have a very neutral disapproval phase. <laughs> trying to keep it positive. Anyway, but talking about superheroes. <laughs> One I, tries. I think the, the fact that you walk through a, a mall and people are wearing T-shirts mm-hmm. uh, for Captain America or for Batman yeah. or for, it's just, it's amazing. That would not have existed no. when we were in high school. No. Whatever. I always wore Batman T-shirts. I know we would have done that <laughs> and then immediately thrown into a locker. It's right. <laughs> That's what I find fascinating is, is where those two worlds collide. The super fans who have always been fans, not even super fans, the people who have always been fans sure. mm-hmm. and the noobs, if, mm-hmm. if I can, you know, but I mean the yes, people just now coming into it and that friction that exists because we 
you know, and I say we loosely, but we owned that at a time when it wasn't very cool to like. And now the adult part of me is like, that's awesome. The more people that like it, the more things we're going to see. That's and, And it's wonderful. You should enjoy it. But there is that little... Teenage part of me that's like, no, man. Sure. Like, you made fun of me for that. You know, when I was a kid. This is, this is actually, Doctor Who is a wonderful sort of like a, like perfect middle for space for that because I, I really enjoyed your, you know, kind of Doctor Who single. And I immediately, I've been listening to stuff this week, sure. prep for the show, yeah. but I really liked that and then immediately turned around to play it for my wife and son, uh-huh. who we are all total casuals. But right. they are way more into it. I am way more casual. I am right. super okay. cash about Doctor Who, and uh, but I was I was like I really like that. And one of the reasons I like that is I know enough to kind of have layers, right. and I'm going right. to turn around to these people uh, who. But it made me want to ask, like, how deep? Now I know, super deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I think I think you could uh, you could make that song being a casual like it's not it's right. not deep into the lore right right um and it and you can tell from the song that it makes you feel a certain way like right. the show the experience of that show makes you feel a certain way yeah that you bring to the song which i all tapped into being super casual right um so that's like a cleft point like yeah. where i'm just no fine if doctor who fans can be nice to me i can be nice to everybody <laughs> I don't, yeah i think i right. will only lightly judge you for reading batman earth one right, right. well i, I <laughs> It, it seemed interesting, so I thought I'd read it. Uh, that's the only thing that is what Devin's talking about is when you go, well, I was a Whovian before there was a word for it. Right. Hooligan. And, and Hooligan I like actually a lot better. Oh, I like that a lot better, too. Um, but the fact no one, I, I was just a Doctor Who fan. That's mm-hmm. it. There was, there was yeah, no there wasn't a th- it wasn't right. a thing. Well, it there was... weren't names for fandoms. Like, that wasn't no. a thing. Right, the, right. Well, Star Trek Except was... Except for the, Star Trek. Yeah, it was the, yeah, 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 the OG, but... Yeah. Ringers, yeah. Lord of the Fans. And and even the documentary. Ringers? Oh, I don't yeah. know about that. Dude, that documentary. I think that sounds just too sideline cool. is amazing. And it's because Lemmy's <laughs> in it. And Lemmy is subtitled, even though he's speaking English. It's fantastic. <laughs> just period. Like go that's my that's my elevator pitch. Go watch that. I that's feel like Ringers elevator pitch. sounds too cool for being fans like of Lord the, of the Rings. I like though. the term. You I sound like cool. Don't that's yeah. no. I'm just and, and you know and Love everyone knows thing. how I feel about Tolkien, so you know there's that. Ooh. But, and yet you're willing to let what, them be ringers. Well, then would would Game of Thrones fans be gamers? That wouldn't work. <laughs> no, <laughs> that sounds way too casual Let's for see. how dangerous right. that is. Yeah, that's going to put you through some emotional stuff that gamers just really doesn't cover. <laughs> As a person who feels spurned Throners. by Game of Thrones, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like I want to get like sort of a toilet throne reference in here for the whole thing Burn. i'm gonna work on this i'm gonna work, on, work this. on that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah josh josh quit game yeah. of thrones yeah. right i he, he's no longer sitting on the throne i am right. committed yeah. i have that's, read all the books twice right that's one of those that I'm i still I, di- I didn't i've i've just sort of not gotten to the point where i can start it i'm finally to the point now where i probably can because i have access to hbo go now and right. you know like it's amazing how things that I have to actually like get DVDs of or whatever, you know, like I just, and I don't, you know, yeah, I try not to pirate things too often. (laughs) I mean, I, I could very easily, you know, pirate game of Thrones and watch it. There's actually an oatmeal devoted to that particular problem right. because it is one the of the comic less strip, the accessible right. not, by Matthew Inman. Not Sorry. like a breakfast. Right, oh, right. Okay. the comic strip, the yeah. oatmeal by Matthew yes. Inman. I apologize. Yes. Um, no, I'm just helping out because I did have a moment to... where I was like, Game <laughs> of Thrones oatmeal? What is, does, <laughs> it, does it also particular... taste like hate? <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like um, no, but it's, it's devoted <laughs> to that particular Thrones problem. Fruit snacks. <laughs> <laughs> the big particular problem of not downloading too many things, not being not... able to access Game of Thrones. Oh, that's right. Like it is a very particular. I, I, I do. I, we got HBO now, and I tell you, my wife and I spent. She'd never seen it before, so we spent the entire month of February just watching all five seasons. She loves it. She's she is wanting. <clears throat> April to come around to watch Game of Thrones. And I was kind of nervous about her watching it because yeah. it's, a, it's a little violent. It's mm-hmm. a little emotionally taxing. Yeah. yeah. But she went, she, she actually knew that, <laughs> she knew the Red Wedding was coming. She had no doubts. She's like, oh, he's going to die. Yeah. Yep, he's going to die. Oh, well, 
He's gonna, and she had that like first season. She was picking that up. Oh, he's about to die. Yeah, I'm like, wow, you are so much more onto this than right, I am. You're so I much mean, more prepared for this than I am. Yeah. To be fair, if you just say that about everybody, yes. you're gonna be right. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. True well, the story. only one that shocked her was uh, Joffrey, mm. um, and the only reason it did was because she <laughs> because had, he's awful. Therefore, he should live forever. And right. it was rewarding. And she, well, she actually said, "Oh, I just, I just hope the entire season five that it's just his comeuppance the entire time." And of course, he like dies the second episode. And it's like. Oh, well, huh, that's taken care of. I find this acceptable. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> slow clap. Maybe yep. not optimum, but acceptable. And the, yeah. yeah, my only problem with the, with the death was it was not slow and painful enough. Right. Exactly. It just happened yeah. to go. Uh, that poor guy, too, that actor is uh, out no, of he's, acting. He's done. Like, done. Like, people I, hate him so much that he's like, I. this has been a super negative This is nerd stuff. If he just gives it, like, five years. Yeah. He could be Will Wheaton. Yeah. That's true. There and or, or that's or, not where uh, I was headed, but okay. Well, but, <laughs> or Fred Savage, or how, I mean, how these some of them right now? Wait, we've got what's a lot what's of these he kids doing? I don't even know what's Fred Savage doing. Oh, he, he's, that's he's in the grinder. He's on Game of Thrones. He's, no, the grinder. He's <laughs> with. Um, he's that would make me watch it again. <laughs> oh, he's he's doing a sitcom with. Um, oh, okay. Rob Lowe. Ah, uh, got it. So I mean, that's what I'm mean. going to just say. He's he's acting, and a lot of times when when these things happen, they have to bow out for a long time because. They're, otherwise, they're just always remembered as that, you know, kid from yeah. Wonder Years. Wonder Years. <laughs> trying to remind you. Could, see, could yeah. you hear the, the wheel talk about Talk about a show I was geeky for back in the day. Oh, though. yeah. Dang. I never saw an episode. I loved it. Wow. I never there missed like an episode. gaping chasms of pop culture in my life. Well, sure. That, I mean, I think there are a, a, a number of people. Mm-hmm. Mine Buffy is, and mine Angel is the early was 90s. One. Yeah. Or X-Files. Actually. I just love Winnie Cooper. To uh, this, to this oh, day, she is now Doctor Winnie Cooper. Yeah, I, I got to I got to meet Miss McKellar a, a number of years ago. Did you really? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's awesome. Seemed nice, mm-hmm. it, but it was one of those things where like she was the one for, famous person in the room of like very much not famous people, and mm-hmm. so yeah. it, you you just didn't want to be like you like, almost felt bad. You know, yeah, it's just like. Hey, lovely to meet you. Yes. Hello, can I join this throng of people drooling on you? Right. Yeah. 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 Because I could do I know that. You if feel that's a little okay. piled on, but mm-hmm. hi, yeah. I love your show. So and that was kind of before she kind of got to the, you know, did the whole like, you know, nerdy math girl mm-hmm. started to kind of really build on that. Yeah. yeah. She was sort of in an in-between phase. A liminal. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that's the same thing with uh, Blossom. The right. Mayim Ballack? Mm-hmm. Is that how you say her name? Mayim Ballack. Something like that. Like, she's gone on to do, uh, uh, she, she's like a, she's a, she's a scientist of some yeah, kind. Yeah, she, psychiatrist. Like, no, 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 no. It's all, like a, she's a hard. Yeah. She's got a hard. That's right. No, yeah. yeah she's, she's a hard a STEM scientist. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And she was on the Big Bang. She, she is was, still. Yeah. On, she's still. Yeah, on yeah. The she was the least awful part of the Big Bang she Theory. <laughs> That's a bold statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by far. I yeah. mean, by by like, light like years. And bounds. She was. I'll say this. She was good. <laughs> and, she, and, she is, and she was good. That's and, and very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes. So it's, that's why I say. But I think that that. It, it's, it's I gotta find something positive to talk about. I feel like this is I'm I'm fulfilling Nikki's prophecies of yes, me. Yes, I was thinking uh, it's too bad she's not here. By the way, Nikki's got a business work yeah, thing, so we miss her. Yeah, so we all miss you, Nikki. We want Quick, you to come find back. Something soon. I like. Um, <laughs> I actually, or if 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 you'll allow me, I actually had one thing that I was I thought about saying about when you were talking earlier about the Doctor Who single and about yeah. how you know you're casual but you could still, and you know and I didn't go quote unquote deep lore or whatever it's interesting originally like I said I sort of had planned to write more songs like I mm-hmm. I had strongly considered like oh let's do like an EP of Doctor Who songs and I actually was really inspired I don't know if you, any of you know who Marion Call is she's a, a singer songwriter she's from Alaska and she is sort of you know has a pretty significant presence in the geek community as well. And she did a uh, sort of a, either a short album or a long EP, however you want uh, a number of years ago, that was all songs that were somehow inspired by Firefly. Oh, nice. And, <clears throat> and so I had heard that and was just like, Oh, that's pretty fantastic. And, yeah. and, and, you know, then I had also heard about the, um, you know how they ha- like at cons and stuff. How they they have these people who they do quote unquote time lord rock or they do you know wizard rock or whatever. Yes. And like, but like my general impression is that the actual music really is just not very good. 
Um, for the, there were like, some Star Trek most of those, fans yeah, that, that I felt like that way too. <laughs> wow. Right. I mean, they had in Trekkies. I yeah. Was like, and that's what, and, and I actually had spoken to Marion and she's like, well, if you're going to do this, she's like, I, you know, I think, I think it'll, I think it'll go over well because, you know, yes, there's Doctor Who music out there. No, there's not necessarily very good Doctor Who music out there. And so, so anyway, but I had, I had planned on maybe trying to do something a little bit bigger where maybe I would have maybe the references would have gotten deeper or whatever, yeah, but it was I just, shouldn't say you know. that that's like, that would be a bad thing because yeah. there are a couple of nerdcore rappers that I really like yeah. with serious West coast Avengers themed mixtapes. <laughs> I mean, like that is just a wonderful thing. That's like there's great, a whole track yeah. about moon night. <laughs> How you like me now, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can, it can, it could and should be done. Yes. I but but those EP two about the time in Fantastic Four where Crystal was briefly a member or whatever. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's a okay. It's alarming yes. how many Fantastic Four conversations I've had this week that have started with, Oh yeah, Johnny Storm is into alien girls. Like a lot of alien. Sounds <laughs> like neighborhood gossip. No, it's for uh, it, it just oh, it just yeah, randomly comes Johnny up. Oh yeah, that Johnny Storm. Like, I tell you why. Yeah, Johnny Storm. If she, yeah, Captain Kirk's got nothing on him. <laughs> right. He doesn't just date them. He marries them. And he <laughs> dates another one while he's still married to that one. It's all true. You heard it. You heard it here. That's Fantastic Four Jersey Shore is a thing that's happening in my head now. Oh that's wow. <laughs> It's kind of great, actually. Fantastic Shore. Fantastic Shore. It writes itself. It really does. It really does. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't have Sue's got big hair, but nobody knows because she's invisible. (laughs) (laughs) So so Suki would be Sue. Mm -hmm. Reed Reed Mm -hmm. is nervous that his spray tan won't, like, still be there when he stretches out. when he stretches out. Yeah, like, it just keeps getting, it just keeps getting, like, thinner and thinner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I love this. Yeah. But he gets to walk around all swole with no work at all. Like, right. boom. Yeah. Well, it, ben, hey, uh, ben, ben working out on the... On the hey, yeah. Uh, it all stretches. I just want you to know. All of it. <laughs> all of yeah, it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. <laughs> well, that took an odd turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We went down the rabbit hole fast there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, and I, I do actually love that kind of music whenever it's, whenever it's well done. Right. Uh, unfortunately, you're right. I think a lot of times they're they're such a niche, these nerd niche bands that they don't necessarily. It's the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. and you don't want that to happen. I know, yeah. Um, and I think that, and you know, and it's interesting. I think that, and there was a there was a time I think where I was really insecure about like, well, some of our things that we do, some of the things I write are very much about nerdy things, and some of the things that I do are very much not and i was kind of like is is it going to bother people that i'm just covering a broad range of topics but you know uh marion's i mean she's another great example of somebody who just very much does that very well Mm -hmm. and so it's um and she really sort of gets embraced i think um by a broad community of people some of which are some of whom are very strongly sort of in the quote unquote nerd community and some people who probably aren't and you know that's that's okay and so i've you know i've I don't, we, we're not, I, Dr. Pants, I don't think is, as, I don't think we're quite as famous as she is, but you know, I mean, but if, if, but if, if you're one Dr. Who EP <clears throat> away, right? No. Yeah. If, <laughs> if, if things, you know, were to progress and, you know, our audience continue to get bigger, I would hope that it would kind of be a similar, a similar thing. And that also goes to making good music. Yeah. Regardless of what your topic is. If right. it's good music, people will want to listen to it. Right. Yeah. Well, and you might even turn on people to something that they didn't, you know what I mean? Sure, like it could yeah. work in, in reverse. They're there yeah. for the Very music likely. and then discover yeah. the thing that the... Right. The, yeah. And curious about what that thing mm-hmm. that song was about. Yeah. yeah. No. I think I think it works both ways. Yeah, that's true. So how many albums, EPs, how many do does Dr. Pants have? Well, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. Um, I guess it depends on how you count it. I have way, way back a long time ago, the first thing that was ever re- released under the actual Dr. Pants name in the year 2000 was actually a two CD set that was incredibly long and, and very diverse and, and looking back now, probably, you know, a little on the unfocused side, but, (laughs) um, you know, but I was young and, you know, what are you going to do? And so then a number of things happened. The, the band was, we had a band together, we were playing live, we were doing gigs and then, um, sort of everybody within a, the span of a couple months just sort of left and I was all by myself again. And, um, 
<clears throat> and so there were some sort of wilderness years in there where I wasn't really sure about, it's like, are we still doing Dr. Pants? What's going on? And then finally in 2006, I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going to make a record. We're going to get a record finished somehow. And, you know, if you're young and in your early twenties, it's not all, you know, getting the, the funds together to, you know, make a, a whole entire record of, you know, it's sure. not, it's not easiest. And so it took some effort and planning and finally, yeah, at the end of 2006, the, a, a second album came out. that was just a single disc. Um, and it was really not very nerdy in content at all, though it does have donuts on it, which is you know, still a long-standing favorite of many people. Um, but then, and so then, so yeah, so then from there, tried to just sort of keep things moving, put on another EP in 2008, and then, then in 2011 started the sort of like double album, a chunk at a time thing. So there were, I guess, four EPs that made up a double album and then, and then the Doctor Who single after that, and that's pretty much it. so. Really, like three, two double albums, a single album, an EP, and a Doctor Who single is really. I mean, if you really want to sort of like put it into the neatest package possible, and I meant to the bring the box set. I meant to bring in CDs for everybody, and Aww. I forgot. Yeah. But well, um, you'll have to come to the show again. Yes, or either that, or after we're done here, I can just. I think I think I have some <laughs> in the car. Oh, there we go. Because that's how you do it. Do you guys do that's any right. kind of just have your product with you. Do you mm -hmm. guys do any kind of kindy rock type of stuff? We don't really, and you know, it's funny. Um, you guys done some shows, I know that. Right? Well, yeah, we've done. I don't know that we've done shows that were specifically kindy rock shows. Um, I, I did well, like I made an appearance at the first. Uh, um, what's the wiggle out? The wiggle out loud? Yeah, wiggle out loud. I think that's where I heard. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I made an appearance there, but I didn't actually play. Um, and so there, it's funny, there are people who, uh, are actually sort of, um, associated with certain, uh, radio oriented bodies that whose space we're using right now. And that's the specific I'm going to get. There are people who have routinely over the last few years bugged me that like I should, I should do Kendi rock. And it's not that I'm against the idea of Kendi rock or any of that. It's just sort of like can't I just do what I do and just, you know, yeah. have it, have, have for, for all ages, yeah. you know, like, and. But that's I, what I thought of with Kindy Rock. When a lot of the stuff, some of the stuff that I heard yeah. was, uh, was, was very kind of, oh, it's, I mean, yes, some of it is geared toward children, but a lot of it also was just kind of geared toward, it was, it was fun, entertainment. <laughs> right. Music. I'd rather yeah. have all ages, like good, solid, all sure. ages stuff all right. day yeah. than yeah. something that's directly, you know, aimed well, maybe not every time, but I mean, most of the time. Uh, the, the music I heard from the Verve Pipe, their their Kindy stuff, I thought was uh -huh. I thought was yeah, there was some that was geared toward children, but right. a lot of it also I kind of went, well, this is kind of just fun for everybody. And right. the same thing with um, they might be giants. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's how I feel about their you know quote unquote kids stuff. It's it's really not that far removed mm -hmm. from their other stuff. And so, yeah. So yeah. And it's wonderful. It's just a little le less adult oriented. Right. If you look listen to some of the old They Might Be Giant stuff, it's like, ooh, that's a little bit more adult. So I think they just <laughs> yes. kind of pulled right. back on that and still just became goofy. Yeah. Yeah, John and John were just, you know, let's just be Everybody goofy. dies frustrated and sad and that is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Not really good stuff per se. <laughs> but I feel like that's a message we need to get to America's youth <laughs> as soon as possible. Amen. <laughs> It'd just be easier. Uh, so, have you guys got any plans for any new kind of albums? Or? The 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 writing uh, part, <coughs> I've not of Doctor Pants. I've not been able to give as much attention to in the last couple of years because I've, uh, in addition to teaching full time at ACM, I'm also uh, in graduate school pursuing a master's in composition at the UCO School of Music, and uh, which is great, and it's going to help ensure that I get to continue teaching at ACM and things like this. And, um, but at the same time, like all my creative energy has been going into writing, you know, woodwind quintets mm -hmm. and things like this, which I do really enjoy. And, and ultimately I think over the long game, I see it as being sort of part of the same whole as the music I write for Dr. Pants, but it just, you know, it just the those those hours that you know There's that I so right that day. I would devote to like let's write some Dr. Pant songs. It's like no, right. I'm sitting there with the you know the staff paper or the finale software and you know making dots and lines and so forth. And so, but there are, there are songs that have be, have been begun. There are songs that I've started and just haven't finished yet. And um, I think it's just a matter of if I can find like 
and more especially we're heading towards summer which mm-hmm. you know for me actually is a legitimate break is a thing from yeah. things <laughs> yeah. and so like i think maybe once we get there like i can i can probably carve out some time and be like okay let's finish these half dozen songs over here and then we'll go from there and see what happens i i don't uh you know, i know that whatever we do next will probably be sort of more in recording wise will be sort of more in an acoustically oriented format and not the full electric band stuff because if we're going to be playing a lot of acoustic shows it sure would be nice to have some like new material that was sort of written specifically with that format in mind <laughs> that reflects that yeah and so um but it doesn't mean that it won't be fun it was doesn't mean that it won't have energy and you know all that i mean doesn't mean that it won't rock uh, right. Yeah, I, right i the violent films are one of my favorite yeah. bands who are like the basically the most rocking acoustic band of all time sure. and so you Amen know so there you go i mean definitely some inspiration you know you could tie it all there. together and yeah. have like a like a woodwind Dr. Pants concept. Sure, album. yeah, no, and that's it's wind in the pants or yeah. something. Yeah, well, and I was just thinking about the, <laughs> it's just so easy to name things when right. your name yeah, is Dr. Yeah. Pants. It involves that's the word what I pants, feel. which yep. is one of the best. Right. That was the funny thing. Also, Doctor, like I haven't yep, done one yet, pants. but I've got a couple ideas for n- naming around the Doctor. It's well, what, what did I make the joke? I was like, listen, it's not Mister Pants, it's Doctor Pants. Right. He, he, didn't, he didn't go to years of Pants Medical School to be called <laughs> right. Mister. It's true. No, I didn't. <laughs> he earned that cred. That's right. I didn't go to years of medical pants school at all, actually. But because that's not a real thing. Yeah. But um, so you uh, went. You went to all of it that's available. Right. That's yeah. I mean, see, it's really the the market failed me. Is really no, what, what we're talking about. You say you're self taught. Right. In the ways of pants. Yes. In the ways of medical pants. In the ways of medical pants. My doctorate is honorary. I gave it to myself. You take that yes. road too. Yeah. I honored myself with this doctorate yes. in, in pants medicine. Yeah. Pantsology. So, do you find. <laughs> I am asking a legitimate question. Okay. So, yeah. do you find that your songwriting uh-uh. approach, as you get older and have less time and less, less time to devote to what you want to do versus what you have to do? And I know that's, you know, you were, you were lucky in that you get to do a lot of what you like to do. In, it's true. Wrapped up in what you have to do. Right. But do you find that your approach to songwriting has to be more disciplined when you, or or is it a time management? Like, I know that's a really nebulous question. I mean, but no, I think the, all the grownups in the audience know what you mean. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing, the biggest, like, the thing that occurred at one point was just like, well, you know, I, A, you just, well, I just have to write when I have time. Like the kids that I teach, one of the things that is like that you, that you know, it's just going to be groan inducing. Like you tell them and they're just going to be like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, is that, you know, when you get out into the real world, um, you, when you're inspired, you won't be able to write. That's right. And when you do have time to write, you won't feel particularly inspired. And you need to figure out how you're going to still write in those moments when, you know, you're not inspired. And and because it's something that definitely I've had to figure out how to do. And I I just continue to sort of get better at it. I write songs in little pieces most of the time. I can't remember the last time I sat down and finished something in one sitting. Like, and... And I just think that's, I mean, that's just reality. I think it's reality for a lot of people. You know, my wife's a songwriter as well. And it's in some ways it's more challenging for her. She's just now, um, you know, at our ripe old age of 41 to uh, getting to the point where she's starting to kind of feel more comfortable about like starting something and going back and finishing it later. Mm-hmm. Like she has always, always been like, I sit down, I, I write the song and and this, you know, I think maybe for her, I think the parenthood was the breaking point. It's like, okay, it just, it, just it's just not how it's going to be anymore. People interrupt. <laughs> right. And, um, but I think for me, just, it's just been that way for a long time. And, um, but I think that ultimately, like I've only seen in my personal estimation, like I've only become happier and happier with the material that I write because I've also gotten better at, uh, sort of writing to my own taste in, yeah. in a way, you know? And mm-hmm. so, uh, so I can't, I, I, I don't stress about the fact that I don't finish things all in one sitting because I'm also willing to allow for the idea that like, well, I had a pretty good idea then when I started. And then later on, maybe I had a better idea about finishing it than I would have mm-hmm. if I had just sort sure. of tried to like, you know, 
you know, just put the thing to bed mm-hmm. or whatever at, at that moment. Mm-hmm. So, well, there's great value in walking away, yeah. and you have to learn how to do that. It's really hard. You yeah. want to sit down, muscle through, finish it, <clears throat> done. Right. And every creative who's listening is going to be like, no, actually, <laughs> if they've learned it yet, yeah, is it? You have to give something space to breathe, and you have to give yourself time and no, no when to nodding. walk away. Yeah, right. I mean, the, the, yeah. it's true. I was going to say the other practical part of that inspiration when you're when you when you're not able to write yeah. is because you're probably doing something that isn't using most of your brain. <laughs> yes. Which is when you're going to have ideas, but which it is, also yeah, is back when, when you I, need to finish this thing. Yeah. yeah. Back know? when I worked uh, retail, there was just so much of that. Oh my God. Like I would just be mindlessly stocking CDs or whatever it was. And I, I mean, just have all these ideas yeah, I coming think into my head. And writer's block is when you have more time to write than you've had to load the cannon, right? right. Like, like I, I'm out of stuff because totally I haven't, agree. I should go wash the dishes. That will take 0% of my brain and I right. will be like, oh, I figured out the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's just a, I mean, part of it is practicality of time management, but there's also the, this is how your brain works mm-hmm. yeah. thing. And, and learning that's, about and that's learning why that. whenever I'm doing this menial labor, it's so much actually fun because then my brain can kind of actually start doing things. Sure. Cause I, you know, as, as a, when I, I, I do news and so I am writing all day long and mm-hmm. reading news. So my brain is always on. So when I get done, I'm kind of wanting to just sit in front of the television. Yeah. yeah. And cause you got to give you time to recharge. You know, if I would actually start writing, it's really hard to be creative after that mm-hmm. point. So yeah. yeah, it would be, be kind of fun just to do something that's, that's why I like, that's why I like going out. Everyone said, Oh, you're not, I got a big lawn. I bought a house with a big lawn. You're going to hate that. I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? I can put on some music and just walk around with a lawnmower. That is yeah. so relaxing because that's what you need. You need that time to, to be able to add to the creative load. The cannon, I think was a great, great way to no, put I that. I totally agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So you've got the show on the 30th. Yes. Anything else for people? Um, actually a, an acoustic show on April 16th at the basement, um, which is a fairly new venue. And they're, they're really sort of, they're putting on, they're try, I think he, the guy is trying to sort of, be fairly careful and curated about what he who he puts in. He's not just putting on anybody, uh, but he's primarily putting on acoustically based stuff. Um, I think the one last month was Jared Deck, who used to be in Green Corner Revival, and uh, oh, yeah. um, Annie Oakley, the new sort of teenage Americana trio mm-hmm. of three girls or whatever. They're they're sweet. Those those girls. Um, <laughs> They, yeah. Just the way you said it. It, it did sound a little a ironic. A little ironic, <laughs> yeah. No, because why? Because the, the Dave cause always they're teenagers. Just, no, no, your delivery. Just, just the delivery was. No, like, they're no, they're they're lovely. They really are. Um, <laughs> See, it's, yeah, I sympathize with this. My sincere voice does not sound sincere either. Yeah. Right. Was that so, sarcasm? No, that was right. sincere. Yeah. No, that was sincere. Right. Was that sarcasm? No. No. Yeah, no. No. Anyway, so we're, um, and I probably, I think, you know, in my mind, ultimately, I probably wouldn't have put these shows that close together, but it just, that's just when they happened. A friend of mine from Dallas, who's a songwriter named Andrew Delaney, wanted to come through and play and in April sometime. And so, um, so I, I decided we'd try to do something at the basement and Liam, the guy who runs it was amenable. And then we decided to bring Jarvix uh, on the bill as well. If nobody's familiar with him, he is fantastic and uh, definitely on the nerdy side as well. Um, and where, so where is the basement? Oh, you would ask me that. It's under I'm the sorry. house. Devin. I okay, think it's right. Yeah. It's under the house. <laughs> I feel like it's on Western somewhere, but I could be, everybody should just look it up. Just look it up on the internet. Okay. That's apparently Keep what talking. I mean. And, I'll do and it April now. 16th, that's a Saturday. That is a so Saturday. Is that, yes. is that an all day show? Then? No, it's just a, it's a nighttime thing. Okay. And we'll just, we'll, we'll probably all play like shorter sets. So like for like, you know, three 40 minute sets or something like that. Cool. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, it should be a fun deal. Yeah. So ACM at UCO at eight mm-hmm. on Wednesday. On Wednesday, the 30th. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I'm willing to bet doors will open seven ish or something. Okay. I no later than seven thirty for sure. But um, and uh, it's five dollars uh, if you're a UCO student with an ID. It's free, but not a you know. You know, Give not five dollars. Yeah. Huh? Five dollars for non non students. Yep. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, 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 I know. That's a really good. Yeah. And it's a great venue. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I said, I, I'm I'm just super impressed with that. And that basement show on the 16th is five dollars. Also, yeah, Woot. I saw. I think I saw Wanda Jackson there. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah. I met Moby. I met Moby there. Right. Yeah. Master. There was like the we Moby took Master him to the, class. We, yeah, him, we took class. him to the loaded bowl. 
like we hung nice. out. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. I didn't sweet. get to go to the Moby one. I, the master classes are really hit and miss for me because half mm-hmm. the time they're doing them when I have a class, and here and there I can be like, let's just go to the master class instead there of going, go, instead of right? having class. But then there are a lot of times where it's like um, they're having like they had the master class. Uh, they had the Dweezil Zappa master class. Oh, that would be cool during my ear training final oh, like that's not even fair yeah i was just like i'm sorry i you know i like Especially i felt for, for me yeah because it's a huge zappa like, fan zappa everybody fan. gets a's let's go yeah, yeah and uh we're done here right uh actually one of my former students uh who was there she got um him to sign a dweezil to sign an envelope it says to dr pants love dweezil zappa ah. and then and then she took a picture of him holding the envelope and smiling that's and so good. posted it on the internet and whatever and so that was pretty good that's and great. and then scott booker actually had dweezil sign a poster for me also nice um because he knew we had, had we had conversations he in had the elevator it. in yeah. the elevator at acm about how i wasn't going to make that so and he knew how unfair it yes. was. I want everybody to yes. know how sad I am. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah, like no. I'm, I am. I am. Share the, my misery. People. I have a Frank Zappa poster yeah. in my office at ACM, and I'm, I'm the only one that does. So mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So yeah, you guys but, just proctor yourselves on this <clears throat> test. I'm going to the show. Right, exactly. Yeah. I just you know law. What no was that? Right, yeah. Somebody get up here and play some dictations. I don't yeah. care. Whatever. I do have a basement yeah. address. It is 2515 Northwest Sixth. Street. Ah, there you go. Here in Oklahoma City. Oh, that's over by the Plaza District then. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Ish. Cool. So yeah. be there on April 16th. Yes. Get it? Yeah. That's wonderful. Awesome. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a bit, it's almost it, but I, I still want to talk about, uh, do we want to talk about Superman versus Batman at all? I, I want to talk about, <laughs> I want to talk about Michael's relationship with Batman versus Superman this very weekend. That's what I want to talk about. Well, you know, I, okay. So we're seeing the movies that are coming out and I've heard so many bad things about Superman versus Batman right. about how people, I've heard that people are walking out of this thing. Wow. I haven't heard that. They're, they're, they're well, mostly I think it's people who are silly enough to be taking their children um, oh yeah, and and they're having to to leave. For real people. Uh, yeah. I know it's not Deadpool, but watch the trailers. Yeah, they're right. telling you things about it's never sun. There's no sun. Yeah, it's always <laughs> raining, and everybody looks at best angry and at worst constipated. Yeah, don't take your children. Yeah, so it, the best case scenario is they're bored. Yeah, that so, is as good as it gets. Right. Yeah, and the Tulsa World had a, a an excellent article on. And and I've always the guy who did it. Uh, he, I've, he's an excellent nerd. He knows he knows the culture. So sometimes when you listen to some critics, you're like, uh, they just don't um, they don't right. get they don't me, get it. So they're not going to really. That's the you know. same with music too. Sometimes yeah. you see somebody review a concert or a record, and you're like, why exactly did they give? That to that person to go yeah. listen to it doesn't make any sense because they're not going to understand it. Right. Yeah. And so I said, but this guy in Tulsa World does. <coughs> And he he said, although he's kind of still excited about the rest of the DC stuff, Woo. this one just didn't intestinal didn't, fortitude. Yeah. There. And so I, I said, I'm excited well, about Wonder Woman. I'm still excited about Wonder sure. Woman. Sure, I'm just not excited about the DC. I want to go see it. No, I mean, I can't get I can't get Wonder Woman anywhere else. Yeah. By all accounts, the eight minutes that Gal Gadot is on screen as as any version of Wonder Woman is the best eight minutes of the yeah. of the of movie. The, right. Uh, it's set in World War One. That's never, we haven't done that before. Uh, this week, a picture of the Amazons was released. Oh. And they look pretty good. Looks pretty good. So I remain excited about the Wonder Woman movie. Optimistic. Yeah, just depends on whether or not they can make enough money. They they'll, they could can it. Nah, it's done. I, I don't think, it, nothing's ever done. There it's are, basically done. times when they'll go. They had enough what, for a trailer. I know. But so, I mean, still... the, the thing is done. They're not, they're not going to. This thing is not going to do so little business that we don't eventually get a Zack Snyder helmed Justice League movie. That's not happening. Oh. They will postpone well, it. We'll find out. But they will not cancel it. There's too well, much money. <clears throat> do we think there's any possibility that they would like can him and revamp their approach? Okay. Pretty that- feels pretty unlikely. Again, mm-hmm. there's so much money in this. They'd also have to can Goyer and Nolan. Right. I, All I, three of them have to go, or not enough changes. Yeah, I know, and that's why I, I, I would love to. Little voice in my head is like, I'm for it. Yeah, I, there are so many great <laughs> people that you could go to out in Hollywood that would be able to treat this franchise so much better than they have treated this franchise, and and it's mm-hmm. sad. Um, and I don't I don't mind if they even continue on with the kind of storyline that they're going. 
just sack everybody and and <laughs> and hire some people that are actually sack the upper management. I think they they'd have to com- they'd have to start over. But, they'd have to rebrand the whole enterprise. It will depends on see that's it depends on how bad it gets. I think they can I don't think they would have to necessarily do it because they didn't necessarily have to rebrand Star Wars. They just had to wait a while for it to <laughs> for people to forget how bad. Right. right. Hmm. I have many away. many thoughts about why that is not an apples to apples comparison. No, I know. I know. I, I think the wider brand cachet of Star Wars in the world, yes, dwarfs the wider brand cachet of everyone who isn't Superman and Batman. Right. And also, if they scrap everything uh, and true. come back with something new, that's not unusual in the comic book genre of movies. Just, no, just go. Just the reboot is not that unusual. So, right. uh, if they were to go, yeah, they did with Amazing Spider-Man, saying, "Oh right. no, well, never mind, we're not going to do it anymore." And I feel like the big difference with the Spider-Man thing is. Folding him into the Marvel Universe is guaranteed money. Oh, yeah. Like, like there was no gamble on that. Yeah, sure. Sony's going to make money. Yeah. So a reboot of their entire six-year, seven-year, eight-year planned universe is still not guaranteeing money. No, it's not. So, yeah. and, I, and, I, and I worry about Suicide Squad. But wait, 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 oh, I, how weird is it that the villain movie is the happy one? Right. That's awesome. There's, I'm pretty there, excited. There's flowers I'm, I'm really and bright excited. colors. Guardians wow. of the Galaxy, but evil? Okay. Sounds great. Right. But I don't know if you're going to get regular people to go out and see it. Oh, no. It's no it's no problem. Yeah, I don't Jared know. Lita. Anyway. Warner uh, Brothers mm-hmm. has a marketing budget. So I'm going to go see it at some <laughs> point. I don't know when. Um, although, as I was telling them earlier, that I'm... This is the actually, part that makes me so happy. Yeah. This, is, thinking, this is the biggest review that I've heard of Batman versus Superman right here. Rather than taking my wife to see Batman versus Superman, I'm thinking of taking her to see my big fat Greek wedding too. And there you have it. That's yep. how that's how bad mm-hmm. I think Superman versus Batman is going to be. Right. I'm and not, I can't I won't take my son. I won't take my son to go see it. I won't take my wife to see it. I'm going to sit alone at some time this week and watch it at Tinseltown. I'm more excited about uh really seeing the third uh Divergent movie. Like to be quite honest, you like yeah. you know, again, I'm excited about Captain America three. Oh, I'm very excited about um, that. I'm, yeah. I'm. Ex- there's a lot of good stuff that's coming out. I'm, ex- I'm kind of excited about the uh, return of Independence Day. Oh, I'm totally jazzed. About that. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how I feel about Ghostbusters. I need to see another trailer first, <laughs> right? Um, because <laughs> that I, was worth it just for your face, Devin's actually. again. I'm sorry. I have this. Y- people, we may need a camera for <laughs> extremely do, brief really moments. Need. People may not right. know things about this about me, but I have. There is this very special place in my heart for terrible action movies. Oh like, sure, like Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer, and I know mm-hmm. I'm not alone in no, this. Right. Like, no, I'm not no, coming no, out I'm of there. some kind of sin- like, like closet, but. Independence Day is a particularly good example. Of oh that. yeah, yeah, sure. And I am totally jazzed yeah. for this. I ruined for the I ruined Independence Day for myself by going when it was new or relatively new. Yeah, by going to the dollar theater drunk. Oh, and and something about How going did that ruined that for you because then I saw all the problems before it was just like big boom boom and then oh, drunk okay. me was like. Why the hell are the aliens Mac compatible, you guys? Hey, wait, their eyes. Uh, this was me like, hey, their, <laughs> eyes, their eyes are mirrors. How come there's a windshield in the ship? That doesn't work. Like that was me in the dollar theater having had a little too much to I'm drink. I'm actually applauding. So you ruined it for everyone else is what you're saying. Well, the people that were there with me had a good time. God help the rest of the theater. Right. Right. Was it, one of the, was it one of the tiny little dollar theaters or was yeah. it a big one? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It was well, yeah. hole they, in they the only wall. Paid, they only paid a dollar. Left right. behind exactly. in time. They'll be okay. So that's going to be our show. <laughs> We're going to leave it there on the negativity right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can catch. Oh, also, on, also we, oh, Independence we, Day on high def televisions. Don't do it. Jeff Goldblum. Whoa. Not not meant for close ups in high definition. Oh, no, I love that guy, but I love him. Lord. Oh, I love him too. No, no. David, where can people find you? Uh, they can uh, well drpants.com d-o-c-t-o-r pants.com which actually really needs to be updated pretty badly but uh, if they really want to if you really want to keep up in real time with everything that's going on Twitter is fantastic at drpants 
Um, you have a YouTube channel? You, we do. Yeah, it's uh, drpants, youtube.com slash drpants5 is the channel. And I need to do some stuff there. This is uh, summer, baby. Summer, summer, yeah. it's all coming back. Woo! The summer of pants. We haven't done anything with it. So, yeah. Need, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, so that that as well. And, and come to the show. Yes, please. Yes. It's going to be a fun time. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook, and that's also the address for our Gmail account, Geek Podcast. I would love to hear from you. You can also find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And Josh, where can people find you on the World Wide Web? Just follow me on Twitter, you guys. <laughs> I swear there will be positive it's things really there. It's really not. It's a little ray of sunshine on your internet. It's, it really is. And, and that, I know that sounds sarcastic, but it's not. Josh's Twitter is delightful. <laughs> we all talk and in again, sarcasm. I that is the problem. Like I sarcasm it's, font it, all it, the time well, it's only funny because nikki accused me of being super negative and, and i'm not thing. super negative it's not a thing you're not she made super it a negative thing. oh wait that wasn't sarcasm i promise that you are not you super you <laughs> you're you. say it with a smile in your voice whatever it's at middle finger no not really <laughs> at like joshua unruh if that's what it should be. I should change it to at deep dark pit of despair. Except that's a lot of characters. So like, no, it is, you yeah, can't you tweet at me. Have it. I wouldn't be able to retweet anything. Mm-hmm. Devin, where can you people can, find you? You can find me on Twitter at Wubba. And that's W-U-B-V-A. Yeah, you can find me at K-O-S-U Michael C. And we would love to hear from you. You can subscribe to this podcast. You can rate us. You can leave us a comment. Until next time, along with David Broyles, I'm Michael Cross. And I'm Joshua Unruh. And I'm Devin Green. Reminding you to keep calm and geek on.